Poppy, what's going on, brother? What's up, dude? Finally back in the lab. Finally back in the lab. Tuesday, we took, uh, last Tuesday, took the day off. There were, we had like three talking points. Yeah. There's like nothing going on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we kind of, we've kind of been alluding to it for like the last few weeks that there's, we're kind of in like a dead spot as far as like topics to talk about in sports. Like we're trying to create content for everybody. Right. I feel like we've done a decent job so far. No, I, th- I think we have too. I haven't really heard much. I mean, I'm sure maybe Reno's talked to you about it. I haven't heard any feedback from anybody else as far as like <laughs> ranking so far. Um, uh, Reno's talked a little bit about the, uh, the, the running back rankings. Uh, uh, the running backs. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard a little bit of, of feedback, but yeah, I haven't heard anything. What was, what was his take on the running backs? Was he higher? Like, did he like say he we had pe- uh, we had people too high, or does he have, does he have like a different idea? He like, thinks that Derrick Henry was a little low on your list. Like, he thinks mm. you know that Derrick Henry's still defensive end with a yeah oh oh of, of of course damn horse tail hanging out his helmet. Yeah yeah. I mean I mean there's no denying Derrick Derrick Henry's size. I just think it's. It's inevitable he's going to drop off, you know? There's going to be a drop-off. There's oh, yeah. going to be a drop-off for everybody. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I mean, he's, you know, there was no there was no real disagreement. It was just kind of like, eh, you know, he's a little bit higher on Derrick Henry. Um, he uh, he sees both, uh, both of our justifications for most of the picks. Mm-hmm. Um so there's there's really no there's really no disagreement or anything like that. But yeah, yeah I haven't heard a, a ton of feedback on uh, our quarterback or running back list. I've been meaning to get together with Tyler this week, um, so maybe I'll have the opportunity to. Uh, maybe he'll give me a little bit, a little bit of feedback. Yeah. Um, as far as Friday goes, if you're close to the situation, you probably already know. If you're not, uh, the real reason that we we were we were about to record on Friday, uh, we were on our way to go get caffeine before the episode and nourishment. Yeah, we were gonna get food also before we um, before we recorded. I got some pretty unfortunate news. Um, just to sum everything up, my father passed away on Friday, um, which was really tough for me and my sister to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know me well enough, you know the relationship that I have with my dad. It wasn't it wasn't exactly the best, but um, we were next of kin for decision making. So ultimately, we had to make the decision to um, take him off life support. And that was a really really hard thing to do. Yeah. Um. So that was the reason why we didn't record. This past Friday, yeah, a very, uh, very real reason. Yeah, um, def- I mean, we we had we had a lot of talking points for last Friday. We're not just taking off days willy nilly just to keep playing two K and shit like that. That was um, Tuesday. Yeah, that was that. We <laughs> that was Tuesday. That was that was Tuesday. Yeah, we're not gonna lie there. Um, but yeah, um, kind of just makes you. It makes you realize that things are still like there's still like real shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't an easy thing to do. Um, I'm doing all right. So. So here we are back in the lab. Yeah. Ready to bring you guys some more laughs and smiles and some more content. Yep. Ready to see, um, even like, even after a fucking week, there's still not a lot to talk about. There's, uh, there's a little more, but there's there's still not like, like, like I'm willing to bet. This episode had we recorded Friday. You're gonna get to hear our wide receiver and tight end rankings this week as a team, not necessarily just we didn't do a receiver list and we didn't do a tight end list because those would look incredibly different. We, yeah, it's not just Justin Jefferson number one, Devontae Adams number two. Right, we we grouped it together, so you're gonna get to hear that today and our justification. This is probably gonna be the most 
different. This this one has some, some the, controversy. Yeah, yeah this is going to have a lot a lot of a different differing opinions when it comes to this one. Um, but you know, if we did that Friday, uh, I believe DeAndre Hopkins had met with the Titans and was planning to meet with the Patriots at, at the time. No, he hadn't met with the Titans. Okay, yet. okay, I know it was scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of the finals, we really wouldn't have a lot to talk about today. Basically, what we got on the list is what we were going to talk about. There's one new talking point. Right. But let's just hop into it. I mean, you already mentioned it. DeAndre Hopkins met with the Tennessee Titans over the weekend. He left there without a deal. I believe he's on his way now to go meet with the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Whether he's on his way there or not, that is the next scheduled. Um... That's the next stop on the, yep. on the, on the schedule there. Um, there's been reports that there are other teams that have been in contact with uh, D-Hop and his agent. So I'm sure that he'll have at least a few other stops um, listed, whether that's with Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City, Cleveland, Detroit, whoever it may be. Those yeah. are just some of the names that are in the mix. There, there are some teams that I think you can rule out already. Um, Buffalo did sign a receiver. Yeah. They signed uh, Perryman. Rashad Perriman. Yeah, I believe they signed Rashad Perriman. Interesting. So I think you can rule out Buffalo for personnel reasons and for cap space reasons. Mm-hmm. I think another team that you can rule out is the Baltimore Ravens because the Ravens did sign Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, I think the Ravens are good. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, for once, you know, whenever you know, whenever a marquee free agent hits the, hits the market, you know, Ravens fans are always like, "Okay, that's sweet. We need him. We need him." No, no other, no other question about it. We need him. Now, I think is the one time where I think I've ever heard Ravens fans like, yeah. "We're okay, we're good." I think, I think the attention has now shifted towards Daniel Hunter for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, at least a fan base that is that is where the attention is now shifting. I mean, personally, I'd rather us just sign Unique Ngakwe in in uh, free agency than trade for Daniel Hunter. I, I I think personally, I would rather have Justin Houston back. Well, I mean, if you had your choice between the three, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Ju- yeah ju- I mean, if I if I had a choice between the three, obviously Daniel Hunter would be number one. If you could tell me we can get any one of these three guys for the exact same amount of money, Daniel Hunter is obviously number one. Sure, um, but you have to trade for Daniel versus just signing Justin Houston or right. And unique. Daniel Hunter has about five and a half million left on left on his deal for this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Him and the Vikings, they've been back and forth about a deal for I want to say a good year and a half now. Because we were there, there were rumors about this last year too. That Vikings defense is piss poor. Yeah, so I really don't think the Vikings want to trade trade him away for anything less than a second round pick. I don't blame them. Um, just because they're so deprived of talent. Um, but ultimately, I think I think that will re- will result in him being moved, not necessarily to Baltimore. Um, I think Justin Houston, Yannick Ngakwe. I think those are much more realistic options. Justin Houston. For obvious reasons, you know he had experience in this system last year, and he played re- very, very well. I think using him as a mentor for for David Ojabo, for uh, Odafe Owe, for Tyus Bowser, continue his development as a pass rushing linebacker. Dalen Hayes, we haven't gotten a chance to see what he can do yet. Mm-hmm. Bringing him on to work with those guys, I think, would do wonders long term. Um, same thing with Ngakwe. He's more of a hand in the ground kind of guy, though. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily what the Ravens like to do for their pass rushers. They're more of a let's use our linebackers as that hand in the ground guy. 
Um, and Ngakwe is just a straight the end. Yeah. And I just, I just don't think that fits the system as well. From a youth perspective, I think he would be a little better. For at least for the, for long term, but short term, I think this team is a Super Bowl team. So I think Justin Houston, just more veteran leadership on that defense. You know they have they have a leader now. They have Roquan Smith, who's going to be their vocal leader. True. Yeah, I think I think honestly, with the amount of cap space that the Ravens have, they could bring in both Unique and Gakwe and Justin Houston. I think they could too. Um, I think that's I think that's a very real possibility. Now that we're in mini camps, those officially started today. Um, you know, I th- I think those guys will eventually start to fall off the board. Um, we did see the Jets sign Adrian Amos earlier today. Yep. Uh, so maybe they're having a little bit of injuries with secondary with the secondary. It's so funny. Chuck Clark gets pissy about the Ravens drafting Kyle Hamilton and, and did they bring in another safety and bringing in Marcus Williams and then Chuck Clark gets all pissy. Request a trade. They don't trade him. Then we trade him this off season. Um, to the Jets, and it's like, ha, all right, we made it. Psych, we're bringing in Adrian Amos. Right. So maybe day one, there wasn't a lot of, he didn't impress a lot. He never impressed me. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, like, from a, from a mental standpoint, you're not going to find a lot of football players that are smarter than Chuck Clark. That's one thing I can say. That's fine, yeah. He, I, yeah I, his, I agree. His, yeah, his, his intelligence is definitely what sets him apart, I think, remember, from the majority of safeties in the NFL. But the skill set, it was like he was always a step behind. Like Chuck Clark would never allow those big plays, but he wouldn't create big plays. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a game changer. No, no. He he was he was just a he was just another coach on the field. I think. I think mm-hmm. that's probably the best way to describe it. That's probably a fair point. And and I mean, you saw, like, I I believe they immediately they took away the play calling opportunities from him and gave it to Roquan. Yeah, halfway through the year. And the defense just turned up another fucking notch. Mm-hmm. So, having a safety as a play caller always confused me from a Ravens standpoint, just because you have enough to worry about from the safety stamp from the from a safety position. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard for you to get the defensive lineman in order. Sure. As opposed to Roquan, he's in the middle. He gets he, he can get everybody. He in. can step up, step back, step out. Do whatever, do whatever he needs to do. And he has the talent. You know, he has the, he has the smarts and he has the talent, which is what sets Roquan apart. Yeah, I um, mean, he can put his left foot in, put his left foot out. Yeah, do the hokey pokey, turn it all around. Exactly. Speaking of um, minicamp today, Odo Beckham reported to the Ravens along with J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, and a few other guys who had not um, Kevin Zeitler as well, mm-hmm. who's been looking for a new deal. Um, all those guys reported today is mandatory. You must report. If you don't, it'll result in fines. Uh, Daniel Hunter was a guy that we already talked about who didn't show up. Yep. Another guy that was pretty surprising uh, was Stephon Diggs. Yeah, not uh, not there for the practice portion of minicamp. It's uh, rumored and reported that he was there earlier. He was there yesterday. He was there this morning. Decided he wasn't going to practice. The, the, the Bills even said that he was there yesterday. So it's just... Um, well, I'm curious to see if he if he uh, is there tomorrow. Um, if he's not, then definitely some eyebrows need to be raised and some questions need to be asked because the last time we saw him on the field, he was yelling at Josh Allen on the sideline. Yeah. And then after the loss, he's trying to dip out of the locker room early. And I think it was – who was it? One of the running backs had to grab him and bring him back in. It was yeah. Duke Johnson. It was someone. It was like, hey, hey, hey yo. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, like, come back in and just 
But then as soon as that was over, he was out. Yeah, he was out. So, um, Stefan, I, I mean, if, if you follow him on social media, I see tweets from him. They're very cryptic. I'd be fine if the Ravens traded for Stephon Diggs. Well, yeah, yeah, that 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 that's one thing that I would be that I would be cool with. Um, but as of now, Stephon Diggs not at minicamp. No, I'd be very interested to see how that plays out. Another team, another player who is absent from minicamps for a different reason, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he was released. Yeah, after the Minnesota Vikings had no offers for trades for him. Well, none that they they deemed reasonable for that. Right. Um, so that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Because right now, you have Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley all trying to work on monster deals mm-hmm. at their at, for, with their respective teams, and excuse me, and none of them are none of them are really willing to do it. Well, Saquon said he's not looking to reset the running back market, but he wants to be compensated respectfully. Fairly. Right. Right. So. Um, Saquon Barkley did say that he wouldn't rule out sitting out this season in order to get that deal. It's a bold strategy. Very bold strategy. Um, so Dalvin Cook is reportedly in the same, is re- is wanting about the same money as what those other guys are. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that does play out here. I mean, if you ask me, Dalvin Cook and Saquon deserve to be paid more than Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard. Yeah, Tony Pollard, you know, caught lightning in a bottle these last, I'd say probably season and a half, Saquon Barkley's last season. Um, you know, when Saquon's on the field, he's a complete difference maker. There's no, there's no debating that. And Dalvin Cook, you know, he's ran for a thousand yards for three years. Yeah. I mean, Dalvin Cook's an absolute stud at running back. Right. Um, most teams are going to be, I was dusting. Yeah. Most teams are going to, uh, get better without adding Dalvin Cook. Um, what team that is, who knows? Yeah. And then kind of another, another surprising move is, uh, James Robinson. Running back, uh, formerly for the Patriots, signed a two-year deal earlier this offseason, uh, has been released by the Patriots. I think that they actually have some decent running back depth up there. Um, I know Ramondre Stevenson is number one. Um, I want to say Pierre Strong is number two or three. Could be. I know um, ever since ever since he tore his Achilles, he hasn't been right, though. Pierre Strong? No, James uh, Robinson. Oh, yeah. Let me see. Running backs for the Patriots. That's wide receivers. Show me. Thank you. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Ty Montgomery, Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, and J.J. Taylor are the five listed running backs right now. So that's another guy who has now hit the free agent market, James Robinson, the last time that he got a starting opportunity when he was in Jacksonville, uh, ran for 1,000 yards. Yeah, so ran well. Another cheaper guy, you could bring him in in like a like small spots could give you good production. Yeah, if if you're looking for a running back uh, by committee, right, right. So you do have some options there as far as what your, um, you know, if your if your team is in the market for a running back, you know, you do have some options as far as what you can do. You can pay you can pay top dollar, get a guy like Dalvin Cook, or you mm-hmm. can pay a I think a real big discount price to get someone like James Robinson. And, and still give you production. Yeah, and, and still. Give yeah, you're not breaking sure. the bank. No, you might only get 500 yards of production out of him. But, the, but the number, the volume of carries isn't going to be there. Right, but then again, like like if you if you give him, if you give him like 150 carries in the season, pay him like a million dollars, and you get 500 yards out of him, I th- I think you're happy because he's a bigger back too. So you could. I mean, Tony Pollard, James Robinson, that's a great one-two punch right there. It is. Yeah, 
I'd have no quarrels as a as a coach. If that was my one two punch, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I, it's serviceable. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad in the slightest if 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 they were if that was my one two. Yeah, no, that that's a serviceable one two. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into the to the lengthy process here. We're kind of flying through things. Well, th- those 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 are short topics. You know, they are short topics. All right, it is time for the running. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The wide receiver and tight end. Rankings. I was about to say, but you already did that one, Jack. You're right. All right, let's start at number 30, Dose. Okay, I think I think 31 and 32 are going to be the only spot where we have a, have a, a substantial agreement. Uh, at number 32, I'm putting the Tennessee Titans. I had the Tennessee Titans at 32 as well. Yeah. Um, Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, Bikini, Kyle Phillips, Racy McMath, Colton Dowell, Chris Moore. Plus, Chickazome Okonkwo, Chick Okonkwo from Maryland. Yep. Uh, and then there's really nothing else notable. Uh, that's a bad receiving group. Yeah, it's not very good. Chick Okonkwo is definitely, I think, their most reliable target. Uh, who knows? Traylon Burke could take that. Traylon Burks could take that next step forward. There's a lot of good things being said about Jacob Copeland. All right. Who's also from Maryland. Was a former five-star prospect, committed to Florida, transferred to Maryland. He's pretty low on the depth chart. Though. Yeah, he he is low on the, on the depth chart, but I, I have seen some pretty good things being said about him here getting ready for the, for this season. So That's facts. That he, he could be a guy to look out for. But He's got, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, he, he said that he wrote down every receiver that was taken before him. So he's kind of taking like a Josh Rosen approach. Worked out well for Josh. Right. Worked out well for Josh Rosen. But, you know, expectations for Jacob Copeland are significantly lower. Undrafted undrafted guy, so. Yeah. Number 31. Uh, I got Tennessee Titans. Number 31. No, you don't. Houston Texans, sorry. There you go. <laughs> I got the Texans at 31 as well. Okay. I was like, you just had them at 32. You can't. Are they so bad? They're the la- they're both the last two spots. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they had Dalton Schultz coming in at tight end. Um, so they, they do have some production coming in there from Dallas. Yeah. Um, Robert Woods, I think he's over the hill. Nico Collins, he had a good year last year. I really think their three receivers are going to roll with the most is John Mechie, who's, who had leukemia last year. He is cleared. He is good to play this year. So that'll be exciting to see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, then I think you're going to have Xavier Hutchinson, their sixth round pick from Iowa state tank Dell. And I think Noah Brown. Those are going to be the four guys they're going to rely on the most. I won't be surprised if Robert Woods is a cap is a camp casualty. Hmm. Um, so there's a lot of young question marks there. John Mechie did not play last year. Tank Dell, Xavier Hutchinson, both rookies. Um, it's going to be tough for um, <clears throat> for CJ Stroud to make a difference with those guys. Dalton Schultz, he'll be able to do his thing, but ultimately that's not a good that's not a good group either. No, not very good at all. Number thirty. I have the Green Bay Packers. Wow, you got the Packers low low. I do. Okay. Yeah, so so really the the reason so my thought behind this is I'm kinda going I'm kinda going off of um expectations that I have for them this year. And my expectations I, like I had no clue what to expect. Okay. Christian Watson had a pretty good rookie year. Romeo Dobbs, he had he had his his time as well. Um but you know the next three guys on the depth chart are rookies. Sure. 
both their two tight ends are rookies. You know, it's 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 tough for me to put a lot of expectation behind that, especially with an un, like an unknown in Jordan Love. Fair. Um, so that's kind of my thought behind that. I mean, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, sure. You know what you're going to get out of them. Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, and Grant Dubois are the next three wide receivers. Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. I just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, there's a. That's a very young uh, pass catching. Oh, very, room. very, very young. And who knows? They could do. They could play really, really well. Sure. And they could really help the development of um of Jordan Love. Sure. It definitely could happen. It's just right now, it's hard for me to put expectations on them. Uh, having Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, that does elevate them ahead of the Titans and the Texans for me, though. Fair enough. Uh, I have the Cardinals at 30. Okay. Um, Outside of Hollywood Brown and old-ass Zach Ertz, who scares you? It's, it's very true. Rondell Moore? Right. Blech. Um, who else do they even have over there? Um, Trey McBride's their second string tight end. It's fun. It's 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 funny you should ask because uh, Arizona is actually number is actually the next team on my list. Twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're just not very good. Yeah, I mean, you have Marquise Brown, uh, and you have Zach Ertz. Those are really your two re- reliable guys. Uh, Rondell Moore, he's turned into a little bit of a bust. Uh, Greg Dortch, he had a, he had good opportunities last year. And they do have Trey McBride backing backing up Zach Ertz, so so good so good call by you, um, you know with Marquise Brown with Zach Ertz, you know the thing that really puts them above Green Bay for me is that in their top five receivers they have one rookie. That's fair, and that, so a little bit more NFL experience, and that is fair. Um, but I will say the reason that I have the Cardinals here and I have the Packers down the lower a little bit on the list, um. Kyler Murray's not going to be there. Right. Like, it, it's going to be Colt McCoy. He hasn't shown a lot of fireworks um, over the years that he's been in the league. Jordan Love, they're going to tailor the offense to help him succeed. Um, so I, I got the Cardinals at, at 30. Okay. But you said you have him at 29. 29 for me is the New England Patriots. Wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have nobody. I mean, their number one receiver is Juju Smith-Schuster. And then number two, I believe, is Tyquan Thornton, a second-year player out of... It's Devontae Parker. Is Devontae Parker. Okay, so Tyquan Thornton is number three. Uh, Tyquan Thornton is going to be the only guy that is capable of making any sort of separation for the wide receiver position for them. Because um, he has the speed to actually do it. Juju Smith-Schuster, not a separation guy. Devontae Parker, not a separation guy. Devontae Parker will give you that one game. He might, yeah, he might the give you one, one game, game. Like, he, like he did against uh, Baltimore last year. Yep. Where he went for five for like a buck fifty and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I believe they still have Hunter Henry as tight end number one. Johnny Smith is gone, though. Um, tight end number two is Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki. Okay, so some decent tight ends, but it, it's still a very lackluster room. Yeah, you know, I I have them I have them a little bit a little bit higher up my list, but I do agree with you. You know, it is pretty lackluster. Um, you know, I I think it's clear at this point that Juju Juju won't thrive as a number one. No, that's just not his game. Mm-mm. It's okay. You know, I just think he need, he needs a guy who can take the pressure off of him. Sure. When he gets an opportunity, he plays really really well. Um, 
but until he gets that until they get that true number one, I just don't see it happening. Fair. Number twenty eight for me. This one might come as a bit of a shock. Okay. At the Giants. Interesting. Okay. Um, according to ESPN, this is where I have their depth. I have wide receiver one, two, three, and four, tight end one and two. Isaiah Hodgins, mm-hmm. wide receiver one. Darius Slayton two. Paris Campbell three. Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver number four. Mm-hmm. Darren Waller is tight end number one, and Daniel Bellinger is tight end number two. Yeah, I'm with I'm I'm with you on all that's uh that's pretty It's rough. That's pretty rough. I mean Darren Waller, very good tight end. I'm not as high on him as everybody else is because right. he can't seem to stay on the field. Daniel Bellinger, they just, uh, I don't know if it was photoshopped or not. It looked like it was photoshopped, but that dude came back fucking jacked. Yeah. To the point, like I said, it looks photoshopped. It looks photoshopped. But anytime Isaiah Hodgins is your number one wide receiver, I can't put you any higher than 25. Yeah. So they're at 28 for me. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Again, Giants, not much higher on my list. Uh, coming in at number 28, I have the Colts. Okay. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman Jr. He has the potential to be, I think, one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's a number one receiver. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I genuinely think he is. I think the majority of teams that I'm going to list from here on out, let me make sure that I have this <laughs> down correctly. Yeah, I think the ma- the majority of teams that you're going to hear f- from here on out have a number one. I would agree with most of that. Yeah, like I said, the majority, not all of them. Um, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, and um, Josh Downs. Yeah, Josh Downs. Those are going to be your four guys. You have Austin Dolan as well, who can. He's more of like a take the top off the defense type of guy. And then you're rolling with Jelani Woods and Moali Cox. Okay, so that's that's a decent group, but with a rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew, I think given the quarterback play, uh, it's hard to put expectations high. I do have to put them a little bit lower because of that. Sure, Michael Pittman Jr. could go off as number as receiver number one. Sure, and I know Alec Pierce does have a lot of lofty expectations, mm-hmm. which he could live up to, but. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that offense can even bounce back at all. Sure. Um, especially the offensive line. If they can, then you're going to be in better shape, I think. But if they can't, then I think you're going to be in a little bit of trouble. For sure. So, um, coming in at number 27, I'm rolling with the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Um, Drake London, Mac, Ho- Mac Hollins, Scott Miller, Frank Darby, uh, Kyle Pitts, and Johnu Smith. Fair enough. Kyle Pitts, Drake London. I think that's a good one-two punch. Sure. Um, but outside of that, I don't see a lot of production coming from this receiver from these pass catchers. Um, the fact that they're going to use Bijan Robinson as another receiver is alarming. Sure. And again, given the quarterback play, who knows? Desmond Ritter could have a really, really good season. He could take those steps forward. That dude did nothing but fucking win. At Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Did nothing but win. You're right. With with really lesser talent. I mean, outside oh, yeah. of Sauce Gardner, you know, and Alec Pierce, there wasn't really a whole lot of talent on that roster. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, they benefited from playing a lesser lesser opponents. But um, he could have a really good year, and everybody could be elevated. But with the uncertainty surrounding, the, surrounding them, um, Kyle Pitts has been down. He's looking like a bust so far. I don't think he is. I think he still, ha- I think he still has a lot to offer. Um. 
but as of now, I can't put him. I can't put the Falcons any higher than twenty-seven. That's fair. Uh, twenty-seven. I have the Packers. Interesting. Okay. Um, I just have them above these other guys because I like their depth a little bit better. Fair. Um, they do have two rookie tight ends. Both were pretty productive in college. I think uh, between the two of them, they can be pretty productive in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. They're only going to get better um, without the pressure of perfectness, of perfection yeah. from Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I I see them thriving a little bit more, so I have them at 27, just above uh, some of these other teams. Okay, uh, But at 26, I have the Falcons. Okay, so not far off. Not far off. Next pick down. Uh, like you said, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. There's not much after that. There's not much after that. Yeah. I don't. I don't have to explain that one. Yeah, I I, I made the points for you. You just had them a little, little, little higher than I did. Exactly. Um, it's probably my first big shocker. Okay, number twenty six. I have the Rams. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't um, think it's as shocking as you think, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Cooper Cup. I don't really have to talk about him. I really don't. Dog. You know, you know Cooper Cooper Cup's one of the best receivers in the NFL. But you know, outside of that, Van Jefferson, Ben Skowernick. Uh, the addition of Demarcus Robinson puts them a little bit higher on the list for me. Okay, I will say that. But you have Tyler, you have Tyler Higby and Hunter Long as your tight ends. Um, you know, outside of Cooper Cup, there's not you know Van Jefferson. He second round pick. You all right? There's a bug crawling around on my mic. Oh, you'll be all right. Uh, Van Jefferson, as a second round pick, you know there was a lot of you know there was a lot of expectations there. Hasn't panned out so far. Ben Skowernick, if he's your receiver number three, that's not good. No, it's problematic. Yeah. With that said, Demarcus Robinson will probably slide into the receiver one spot or one of the, one of the starters. Um, but even so, you know, Demarcus Robinson elevates the list a little bit more for me, but not by much. That's with, fair. with that said, he, they're going to stick at number 26. Fair. Uh, moving right along, at number 25, I actually have the Carolina Panthers. Wow. Okay. That's. That's a good bit lower than what I have them. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Terrace Marshall, Jonathan Domingo, and Lavisca Chanel. Those are that's a re- that's a pretty solid five. Mm-hmm. With Sam, no, not Sam Laporta. Hayden Hurst and Lo- and Ian Thomas are rece- are tight ends one and two. Um, problem for me is it's you know it's, it's the quarterback. It's ha- it's it's having it's having Bryce Young. You know the Texans. Out of out of all the teams that have rookie quarterbacks that are projected to be starters, Texans were the worst, Colts were the second, Panthers were the third. That was how my quarterback rankings were. Mm-hmm. With a rookie quarterback, it's hard to put expectations really high. Sure, even with having a veteran group like they do, mm-hmm. I think Bryce Young will have the best season of all the rookie quarterbacks. Hence, sure. why they are so high for me. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; it's a good group, but with you know with with the question marks with the quarterback play, it's um. Again, it's just tough to put them higher. Fair enough. At 25, I got the Colts. Okay. You made your point. They have one true weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, does Josh Downs produce? Can Alec Pierce bring that consistency? Who knows? Outside of those three guys, not really worried about it. So they're at 25 for me. Okay. 24, I got the Rams. Wow. So, so it, like you think it's like this shocking. It's really not. Like you said, outside of Cooper Cup, um, who do you have to stop? I mean, Van Jefferson, like there's there's never been any like consistent production from him. 
Um, ben Scourneck. Most people probably can't even pronounce his last name. Um, and then, like you said, I mean, and Demarcus Robinson. I mean, we saw him in Baltimore. He was, heavens forbid, our best receiver last year. Like yeah. once, once we had our injury problems, he was. Yeah, I mean, I saw him actually absolutely torch Eli Apple in that playoff game on that sluggo. I think the whole country did. And I think the whole country was happy, except for maybe Eli Apple and his family. Maybe Bengals fans. Yeah. Maybe some Bengals fans were happy to see Eli Apple get torched. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure some were probably sick of him talking shit. Probably. They're probably like, all right, good. That's what you get. Shut up and actually play football. He was the guy who did nothing on the group project, but still got an A. Still got an A. Yeah. That's Tyler Boyd, too. Agreed. Tyler Boyd did the one-slide transition. That's it. That's it. 24 for you. Who you got? Uh, I have the New York Giants. Okay. All right. A little bit higher than I got. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Similar. Um. You know. Sim- similar reasons behind it. Um. You know. There's. There's. There's not. There's not a lot that you know concerns you. Uh. One guy that you did not mention on the receiving court is Sterling Shepard, and another guy, Wandale Robinson. They're like way down on the on the list. So like I said, I did one through yeah, four. Yeah. Sterling Shepard is you know fifth, and Wandale is number six. You know, Wandale Robinson was still a um. Yeah, you know, he was a second round pick last year. Who knows what what's going to happen there? Darren Waller, I do, I think does elevate it a little bit higher than your list, but even so, not by much. Like I said, I'm not super high on Darren Waller. Neither am I. Yeah, yeah, neither am I. Not as much as what everybody else is. I know he was asked who his top three tight ends were in order, and he said him, Kittle, Kelsey, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, he's back on drugs, right? I said it. Number okay. twenty-three. Who you got? Uh, I'm going with the Lions. Okay. Um, Amanda St. Brown, dog. Marvin Jones Jr. had a lot of good days when he was in Detroit, and Josh Reynolds, he does pretty good there as well. Um, I want to say receiver number four at the moment is Khalif Raymond. Well, Jameson Williams can't include him right now because well. he's suspended. Um, but Sam Laporta. And Brock Wright are the next two tight ends. Um, Amanda St. Brown, I, he really elevates this list for the most part for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marvin Jones is good for a four-touchdown game every year, it seems like. Just a so, matter of when. Yeah, it's just a matter of when. When they add Jamison Williams, that will elevate the receiving core a little bit more. But... Um, you know, they just don't have... They, outside of Amanda St. Brown, they don't really have that guy to scare you. Mm-hmm. So that's my reasoning for put them putting them there. That's fair. Um, at twenty three, I got the Saints. Okay. Um, who's going to be wide receiver one over there? Is it going to be Michael Thomas? Is it going to be Chris Olave? Chris Olave had a very very good rookie season last season. Um, I would like to see him do better with that. I think he will. Mm-hmm. Um, with better quarterback play from Derek Carr versus Andy Dalton. Can't believe that that sentence was said, but it was. Um. Can Michael Thomas get back to form running anything over a four yard slant? Um, he was that's what everybody gave him shit for in the past. Um, tight ends who they got over there, Juwan Johnson, yeah, and Foster Moreau. And Foster Moreau, um, is he going to be able to play this year? Was he was he the one that he um, was? If he's not their second listed tight end, it's going to be Jesse James. Jesse James, they okay. also have Taysom Hill, who. He can he can listed. Yeah, he can he can do anything I think besides coach the team. 
coach the team. He might be able to. Um, but I'm just not I'm not super sold on that Saints team. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. super dynamic. Um, so I have them at 23. Okay. Funny enough, they're number 22 for me. Funny enough, Lions are number 22 for me. Okay. That, okay. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. You you made the same points I was going to make, um, and I'm sure I made the same points you were going to make. Yep. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and skip right to number 21. 21. Who you got? Uh, I got the Patriots. Okay. So you got them. Uh, uh, I had him at 29. You got him at 21. Perfect. Yeah. They might not have that one guy to scare you or that one guy that's so dynamic, but they do have consistency. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I think is going to benefit them the most. You know, Devontae Parker, he's like a really, really consistent mid-receiver. Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's like a one step down from like a number one receiver. Yeah. Um, in addition to Taquan Thornton, they also do have Kendrick Bourne, who may not be necessarily the best, but again, that's a guy with consistency. It's the tight ends that really put them higher for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Gusecki, adding him as as a to take over for Johnny Smith, I think is a huge upgrade. And of course, Hunter Henry is still one of the better tight ends in the NFL. That's what puts them so high for me. Is there is going to be their tight end play? There you go. Twenty one. Can you do something for me? This one's going to be a shock to you, I think. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. The Commanders. Interesting. Okay. Terry McLaurin, not that receiver one. Not, not that shocking. No. Okay. Jahan Donson, number two. Curtis Samuel, number three. Deami Brown, number four. Tight end number one is going to be Logan Thomas. Tight end number two is going to be John Bates. All right, so outside of Terry McLaurin, there's nobody on this list that scares me. Logan Thomas cannot stay on the field. Jahan Dotson has the potential to be a very good complimentary wide receiver. Yeah, what we saw out of him last year was, 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 you know, an encourage. It was really encouraging. Yeah, he was the very sure-handed receiver from Penn State. Curtis Samuel's kind of your gadget guy, and Deami Brown... If he's wide receiver four, it's not the end of the world. But, I mean, personally, I'd like to see him lower on the depth chart. Like, if I was running a team, I would want Deami Brown maybe five or six. Yeah. I would want another guy there. But Commanders at 21, it's not the worst. It's not the best. It's... It's okay. Mid to shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. All right, 20, who do you have? I got the Jets. Interesting, wow. This one might be a little bit of a shock. Dude, I just have no idea what to expect out of them. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver one. Alan Lazard, number two. Nicole Hardman, three. Corey Davis, four. Tyler Conklin is tight end number one. And CJ Uzama is tight end number two. Dude, there is nobody on this list that scares me except for Garrett Wilson. I also don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to bring. I have no idea what he's going to bring. No idea what Nathaniel Hackett's going to bring. He was just the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and that offense fucking sucked with better weapons than what the Jets have. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you you do make, you do make very good points. Um, they're higher on my list. That's probably the most that's probably the most shocking one so far. Um, this is going to be the most shocking one for you. That I think I have so far. Okay. Number 20. I have your reigning Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have Travis Kelsey. Yep. I don't really need to talk about him too much. Nope. You're good. 
Um, but you know they have Marquez Valdez Scantling, who's pretty good. Uh, Kadarius Tony, who couldn't find his footing in a depleted Giants receiving room. I think there was some other stuff going on there, but yeah, possibly. And you also have Sky Moore. Sky Moore, there's so much, there's so many question marks around that, around around him. Add in Rasheed Rice and Justin Ross. There is just so much, there's so many question marks surrounding that receiver room that, you know, it's really tough for me to put them any higher. Okay. Um, Like, outside of Travis Kelsey, you know, don't get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes is going to make these guys look a lot better than they are. <laughs> but Marquez Valdez-Scantling is not a number one receiver on any other team. Kadarius Tony, he's a, he's, you know, he has a lot of talent. Yeah. And Sky Moore never got an opportunity last year. Again, you know, Mahomes is going to make them look a lot better, but, you know, there's nobody on the team that scares me. It's fair. That's my reason behind that. Questionable, shocking, short. Understood. But that's my mindset behind that. Okay. Uh, with that said, number 19 out of the Commanders. All right. If you give Patrick Mahomes the Commanders receiving core, it's a wrap. It's fair. Of course, Terry McLaurin. You know, you made the same. You, made, you just made the same cases. Terry McLaurin is that is that guy over there, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you know, apples to apples, I like the receiving core of the Commanders more than I like Travis Kelsey. Okay, you're. I think. You're, I think you'll get. Of course, out of three guys, the overall production I think will average out to about the same as what you're going to get out of Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Like take take all three divided by divided by 3 then I think it's about you're going to get about the same. Okay. I also think Jahan Dawson is going to continue to take steps forward. Okay. To improve. I don't I don't disagree. So think he's going to be good. Yeah, that that's my um that's what I got. Number 19, I got the Browns. Nice. Okay. All right. So Mari Cooper Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, I don't even know who wide receiver four is over there. Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman. Rookie then, from um, Tennessee. Yes. And then they got David Njoku and Jordan Adkins at tight end. Mm-hmm. I will still never forgive Elijah Moore for tearing um, Kyle. Kyle Ham- Kyle Hamilton, Christ, Fuller's um, ACL week one in the rain. Um, but no, outside of Amari Cooper, nobody scares me. Yeah. I, I, Elijah Moore has never really gotten those opportunities, you know? He, he tore more ACLs than touchdowns caught last year. I don't know if that's actually true or not. But, yeah, now you're curious. I am curious now. I spit some facts, and now you're now you're questioning. Because there was a there was a while where he was completely taken out of the lineup. Yeah, because he was pissed. As bad as that team was, why did they take him out of the lineup? I don't know. Bad teams make bad decisions. I guess his numbers were so bad they didn't even list his 2021 numbers. There's gotta, they they got to be up somewhere. At least on this website that I'm looking at, they didn't list it. Let's go to ESPN, NFL... I guess we could technically gotta go to the Browns. Click on that idiot. Stats. He had one touchdown. Interesting. 
He had as many touchdowns as torn ACLs. ACLs torn. Okay. There you go. 18. Chicago Bears. Did you go over your 19? Yeah, it was Commanders. Nah. Yeah, 18. Chicago Bears. Okay. That's um, that's a shocking one. For me. Is it? For me, personally. On my list, yeah. All right. Bears. DJ Moore. Very good wide receiver number one. Darnell Mooney. Very good wide receiver number two. Good guy out of the slot. Yeah. Chase Claypool. Can be productive. Equanimous St. Brown. Yeah. Cole Komet and Bobby Tanyan. The le- the lesser of the two St. Brown brothers. Yes. Pretty good at tight end. Yeah. Pretty mid. Outside of DJ Moore, if I'm just going to be honest. Darnell Mooney's not bad. Um, but just pretty mid outside of DJ Moore, if I'm just being honest. I, I, I hear you. Yeah. Um... Good points. I just they're 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 just a little bit higher up for me. Uh, eighteen out of the Browns. Okay, similar reasons. Yeah. Um, you know they did a lot to add on to the receiving core, but ultimately I think the team will go as far as uh Deshaun Watson can take them, mm-hmm. and as far as they can take them could be talent wise. I think Deshaun Watson could take a team to the Super Bowl, but given his past, he could have taken to a massage bar. That's it. There it is. So. We just got to get those jabs in. 17, who you got? Uh, number 17, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow, okay. Uh, George Pickens, I think, is a star in the making. Um, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, uh, he didn't catch a touchdown last year. That's not going to happen again. Sure. That's definitely just not going to happen again. I'm also a very big Allen Robinson fan. What happened to him last year, I think, was criminal, that he didn't get more of an opportunity. Um. So I think he will play very good there, and it's up for debate. But wide receiver number four may be the best blocking tight end, best blocking receiver in NFL history. It's Miles Boykin. Uh, add on Pat Fryermuth. I think Calvin Austin is actually wide receiver number four over there. Well, I was just making a joke more so. But yeah, Miles uh, Boykin is the best blocking wide receiver of the league. Yeah, adding adding on Pat Fryermuth and Zach Gentry, I think that does give them some good opportunities for um for Kenny Pickett to slide the ball around. Um. They really have Zach Gentry there, not Darnell Washington. Yeah, uh, that's what's listed on my, for mine. Uh, but I mean, I would favor Zach Gentry more than I would favor Darnell Washington. He's athletic as all hell, but he's more he's he's just I think he's just an athletic offensive lineman that you're going to bring in. Okay, I don't I don't I like I don't think he's going to get as big of an opportunity in order to showcase what he can do offensively, just because he is so good at blocking. Sure, I think that'll kind of get lost in translation. Okay. but yeah, that is my number seventeen. Number 17, I have the Panthers. Okay, wow. A little bit higher than what you had them. A lot higher. Where'd you have? 25th. Okay, yeah, a good bit. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I just really think I I like what Frank Reich is going to do with Bryce Young um, in that offense. I don't think there's going to be a lot of nuances to this offense. I think it's going to be... A pretty pitch and catch offense that the wide receivers are just going to thrive in. Yeah, uh, Adam Thielen has always had a knack for route running and getting open. Mm-hmm. He's not a breakaway kind of guy. DJ Chark is a pretty good like jump ball kind of guy. Um, and then they just they still have Lavishka Chenault, um, Terrace Marshall, Terrace Marshall, and they got two decent tight ends down there. They um, do have Jonathan Mingo too. 
and Jonathan Mingo. I was a big fan of his coming out of this draft year. So, um, I got the Panthers kind of just like middle of the road. Um, there's of course always room for improvement. Like someone like D hop would set them over, um, and would bump them up this list drastically. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, once, once he finds a home, you know, these, these, this list definitely will change. Sure. Uh, but I got Panthers. It's kind of a middle of the road. I think I would take the Panthers wide receiver and tight end room over the majority, the most of who I said before. Yeah. 16. This one, this one might be a little bit of a shock. I don't know. Cowboys. Hmm. Dude, outside. It's not, CD it's, Lamb. It's not much higher for me. Outside of CD not. Lamb, who scares you? Right. Is it Brandon Cooks? Old ass Brandon Cooks? I mean, he has the capabilities. He does. Yeah. Michael Gallup? Maybe. His, he He's a freak athlete. But he's way too inconsistent. Yeah. Number uh, wide receiver number four from ESPN when I put all this together, Jalen Tolbert. I have their receiver four listed as yeah, Jalen Tolbert, and then tight ends Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. It's a pretty mid, but they do have a uh, wide receiver one, so I got them at sixteen. Okay, um, you know, kind of on the same coin of that. You know, this is this one's going to be really surprising. Um, number sixteen, I have the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Um, look, tight ends, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid, again, you know, really, really hard to put expectations on that. Um, but Dawson Knox is a pretty solid wide receiver, or tight end one. Sure. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, we're, I'm, I know personally, I'm a major fan of his. Um, I know, I know you're a big fan of his too. I'm a big fan of Diggs. He's a good guy. Um, so, you know, it's, it, he elevates this list pretty well. Gabe Davis, when he's on, he does really, really good. But yep. that's the problem. You have to guess when he's going to be on. Yeah, he um, can catch four touchdowns in a playoff game, or he can catch four balls in a playoff game. Right. Uh, the they're listed receiver three right now, Deontay Hardy, Deontay Hardy, and then they have Khalil Shakir. Shakir. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their listed one through four. That's just like. Trust me, Diggs was number one in the NFL in target percentage last year. Mm-hmm. Targeted 29% of the time. So he's he's going to get his. Dawson Knox, he's going to move the ball really well. Dalton Kincaid, he was a freak in Utah. But he has injury history. Sure. Again, it's also really hard to put expectations on him. This receiving core could go way up the list if Gabe Davis does really, really well. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that happening, personally. Fair enough. This one, for me... Uh, this is definitely, this is going to be the most, I think, um, hot topic part of my list. Okay. Coming in at number 15, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, so of course having Mark Andrews and having Isaiah Likely, um, you know, that's awesome. You know, two guys who... You know, I think Isaiah likely will break out and definitely be like a top another top fifteen tight end this year. Um Odell Beckham, his name alone carries weight. Rashad Bateman, he's gonna have a bounce back year for sure. Zay Flowers can't put any expectations on him. Um Devin Duvernay is listed as wide receiver four. Could mm-hmm. be Nelson Aguilar, just depending on just depending on who you talk to. 
The problem is with the receiving core is, yes, we did a lot to improve the roster. That is unquestioned. But what are you going to get out of them? What is they going to do year one? Are we going to get the same Odell that we did in years past? Mm-hmm. What is Devin Duvernay going to be able to do? What kind of Nelson Aguilar are we going to get? Is Rashad Bateman going to be going to be healthy? Given the new offensive system, given the fact that we have Lamar Jackson throwing the ball, I think the sky is the fucking limit for this receiving core. Sure, but there's so many there's so many question marks that I'm excited for. I'm sure. incredibly excited to see what this offense is going to do. But given all the question marks, it's really, really hard for me to put them above some of these other teams. Yes, they may not have the talent as some other teams that are still on my list, but given the question marks, it's really hard for me to put them anywhere higher than number 15. Okay. Again, you know, it's controversial, but, you know, I, I kind of make good points. It's a ways away from where I have them, I'll, I'll be honest. But And, and, and you know, I, I figured that that would probably be the one where we kind of had the most disparity in. Yeah, and I, I really did try to be objective about this. So did I, and, and that is me being objective. It's fair. There's so many question marks. You know, Odell was on the field in the Ravens jersey for the first time today. Look good in it. Heard too. good things. I heard a lot of good things. I read some good things. So... It's encouraging, but until, you know, until Houston's at the bank, mm-hmm. it's really, really hard for me to put them any higher. That's fair. Especially given the Ravens' history with injuries and receivers. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how you that know, fucking it's, goes. It, it, it's hard, but... I'll lose my shit. As a Ravens fan, I'm still very encouraged. I'm still very excited. But for the sake of the list, given the question marks, it's... I had them lower. I, I, did, I did change it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Number 15, I got the Seahawks. Wow. That's probably, um, that may be, I don't, I don't, I, we'll have to see how the rest of this plays out, but that's a far off, that's a far shot away from where I have him. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith at Jigba, D. Eskridge. I have no idea who that is. Dwayne. Sure. Doesn't help. Uh, Noah Fan and Will Disley. I like DK Metcalf. He can kind of disappear sometimes. I like Tyler Lockett. He is scared to take a hit. Yeah. Jackson Smith at Jigba is going to have a very good rookie season as a wide receiver. Um, But I'm not worried about D. Eskridge. I'm not worried about Noah Fant. I'm not worried about Will Disley. Um, And I have no idea what I'm going to get out of Geno Smith this year. That's very true. Was that was that lightning in a bottle? Maybe. Was that was that the new and improved Geno Smith? Potentially. Mm-hmm. Um but talent wise, from those top three receivers, very talented. Could potentially be very productive. Top half of the league. But I gotta see it. Yeah. And I I don't know. Number 14, though. This one, I don't know. This one might catch you off guard. It might not. I don't know. I have no idea. Broncos. Yep. That really catches me off guard. <laughs> I like Jerry Judy. I like Cortland Sutton. Um, I like Tim Patrick, and I like KJ Hamler. They also drafted Marvin Mims, but he's probably down the depth a little bit. They have him listed as number five. All right. There you go. Um, they also have Marcus Calloway, who, mm-hmm. who, had, who had some good... Um, 
some good moments when he was in New Orleans. There you go. But I'm trying to see here. who Greg Dolchich and Albert O are tight ends one and two for them, for the Broncos. Yeah. They're very talented. But did we see the fall off of Russell Wilson? Or was it Nathaniel Hackett? They did bolster that offensive line. I think it's going to be much better. Probably the best offensive line um, that Russell Wilson's ever played behind. Yeah. But I got the Broncos at 14. Still still a very good offense. Yeah. Um, For me, number 14, New York Jets. Okay. Um, You know, yes, you don't know what you're going to get out of Alan Lazard. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get out of Miko Harmon. Um. You have no clue what the fuck you're going to get. Randall Cobb, whenever he gets his opportunity on the field. Um, Corey Davis, I think, is going to be listed as the receiver two instead of Miko Harbin is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Alan Lazard is number two right now. Could be. Um, they could move Lazard. They could move Garrett Wilson to the slot. Um, I, I, th- I think he would benefit the most out of all those guys, uh, personally. But um, tight ends also. Uh, Yazama and... Shit, Dick. Tyler Conklin is listed as number one. CJ Uzama is number two. Okay. According to ESPN, that is. Um, I think having Aaron Rodgers does elevate that receiving core a little bit more. Um, there's still some question marks surrounding them, but given the fact that you're returning the reigning offensive rookie of the year, that does boost them a little bit higher than it does the Ravens for me. Okay. Um, coming in at number twelve, uh, number thirteen. This one might be surprising. This is where it started to get really tough for me. Um, got the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, studs. Um, Cedric Wilson is listed as receiver three. He's he's very good. They have chosen Anderson, formerly Robbie Anderson. Uh, they also have Braxton Berrios, and then at tight end, they are rolling out with Durham Smythe. And Eric Schubert. Okay, so the tight end group has something to, something to be desired. Um, the thing that really holds me back for them is heading into year number two with this offense. Number one, I have no clue what the fuck Tua is going to do. <laughs> I have no clue. If they keep him upright. He might just stand there and piss himself. Good. He gets hit hard enough. Um... If they, if they if they can keep him upright, great. Sure. Um, but then again, you know, on the in the later half of the season, you know, teams switch to a two to a two by safety. That really slowed down the receiving core. Mm-hmm. I think Tyreek Hill is still gonna have a really good year, and I think Jalen Waddle's still gonna have a really good year. Sure. But there's nobody else behind them that scares you. That's fair. So that's that. Number twelve, I have Dallas. Well, oh, I I oh. didn't do thirteen yet. Oh, I th- I thought I did thirteen and you did thir- you did thirteen. And I did thirteen. No, thirteen. I have the Steelers. Okay. Um, George Pickens is a problem. He's he's going to be productive. Deontay Johnson. He's. I mean, he he's he's not going to go through another year without a touchdown. They had a rookie quarterback last season, and Mitch Trubisky, and Mitch Trubisky, who threw three interceptions in one game against the Ravens. Yeah, that was pathetic. I was almost hoping that they were going to continue to leave him in. 
Because he kept throwing interceptions. They had to put it back in. Didn't Kenny Pickett hurt? Yeah, he got a cushion. Yeah, they had to put it Roquan, back in. Roquan Smith smacked his head off the yeah, fucking they, turf. They had to put it back in. Bounced his ass. No, they started Pickett. They started Pickett. Roquan smacked his fucking head off the turf. Yeah, they had to put in... Uh, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. And he shit the bed. Yeah. They had a rookie quarterback. Took their rookie lumps. Mitch will be a little bit better this season. The wide receivers will, pro- you know, do better. Um... We already said it. Um, Friar Muth is, is probably a top 10 tight end in the league. Top 10. Um, I mean, we'll go over it. Well, maybe not, but... Maybe not. I mean, I mean we, we can... You and I can discuss it off air, because I know that'll take a while, but... But the top three are, are non-negotiable. We know those three. Yeah. Uh, I think most of us would say Kyle he, Pitts is... He could find his way into the top 10, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. Um... No, I like the I like the Steelers at thirteen, uh, a little above average. Probably still going to take some of those those young quarterback lumps, and then God bless if Matt Canada gets his thumbs out of his ass, calls a decent offense, they might actually flourish. They got Good. the talent there, yeah. Like they have the route running, they have the jump ball guy for physicality, they have speed, they have they have everything you want out of a receiving room. It's just a matter of putting. It on the field. Yeah, putting the pieces together. Yeah. Number 12, though, who do you got? Who do you have? I have the Bucks. Okay. That might be a little low to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Wide receivers number one and two. Um, I think wide receiver number three is Russell Gage. Wide receiver number four is rookie Trey Palmer. Tight end one is Cade Otten. Tight end number two is Payne Durham. Interesting name. Yeah, I know. Um, what you're going to get out of those first two guys, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? Excuse me. Yeah, um, it's going to be unmatched. They're going to be they're going to be fantastic there. Um, the rest of them, yeah, I have no idea. But and, they're still going to be productive. And you know, if they had a different quarterback, I think they'd be a little bit higher on the list potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I already said who my number twelve was. Cowboys. There you go. Um, you know, what I mean, I I lo- I like Ceedee Lamb being there. You know, I like Brandon Cooks being there. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Gallup. I I th- I think he'll take some steps in another direction, being receiver number three. Um, Jake Ferguson at tight end. I actually have Luke Schoonmacher as tight end number two, mm. but that'll kind of be up for debate. I I I'd imagine they'll probably push the rookie down the line until he's a little bit more ready. Sure. Um. You know they they have legitimate threats there in Dallas. Um, you know Brandon Cooks will give you some reason for concern. C.D. Lamb, of course, is a problem that has to be dealt with. Um, but their quarterback play also holds them back from being a little higher on my list. Fun fact: Dak Prescott's number twelve, Tony Pollard's number twelve, and the Cowboys are number twelve. I did not do that on purpose. I feel like you might have done this on purpose. I I, I promise you, I did not. <laughs> Who do you got at number eleven? Uh, number 11, I actually had the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Again, you know, that one might be a little bit low. Um, we, you know, looking at Mike Williams, uh, stud Keenan Allen has a lot of injury issues, a lot of injury issues. I think the best is behind him. Having Jalen Guyton and having Joshua Palmer are, you know, a big, a big step in the right direction. When they had so many injuries, they stepped up big time. Uh, they also have Quentin Johnson. Again, rookie. It's really hard for me to put expectations on him. Sure. 
Um, tight ends, Gerald Everett. Bless you. Thank you. Who's wearing number seven, which is interesting. Interesting. And they also have Donald Parham Jr. Mm-hmm. As their... Um, and they have some dude named Trey McKitty. <laughs> Mick Kitty. I, I heard you. As tight end number three. So that's interesting to me. That is interesting. Uh, they have talent. The talent's definitely there, but the injury the injury issues hold them back a little bit more for me. Um, you know, Mike Williams will be able to stay healthy a little bit more. Um and Quentin Johnson could, you know, really take off this year and do well like he did in in TCU. I don't see it. I think he was the worst of the four that got drafted in the first round. Okay. Uh, worst of the four re- receivers. It, it, you, you know, it's just, it's just the uncertainty. You know, the one-year guys, they don't fare well in the NFL. Sure. Very seldom do they do, especially with his body type. Um, So, Chargers sitting at number 11 for me, right on the outside of the top 10. I got the Bills at 11. Okay. Um, you mentioned it earlier, Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox. Stephon Diggs is a top five receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, bonafide number one. So for that, it's hard for me to keep him, keep them up on the list higher. But outside of Stephon Diggs, like there's not, there's just not a whole lot going on there. Yeah. Like Gabe Davis may, like I said, he may give you four touchdowns in a game. He may give you four catches. Like, who knows? Right. Four catches for 14 yards. I, we've seen it all from him. There's yeah. no consistency. Yeah. So, Stefan Diggs is the only guy that consistently gets open and creates space. Um, Dawson Knox is a very good tight end. I think Dalton Kincaid is going to be a very good tight end for them. But once again, he's a rookie with a little bit of injury history. We'll have to see. But I have them just outside the top 10 as far as receiving room going. Okay. Number 10. Las Vegas Raiders. Sick. Did we actually? Yeah. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Las Vegas Raiders in at number 10. Boom. Dude, they got Devontae Adams still. Yeah. Yeah, they had Devontae Adams. Um, Hunter Renfro. When when healthy, he's really, really consistent. Who was it? Uh, I think it was Derwin James was on I Am Athlete, mm-hmm. whatever podcast it was, and they asked him, like, um, who's the hardest guy in the lead cover? He said Hunter Renfro. They were like, the white boy? He's like, bro, try to cover him running Dude, routes. Dude, he can, he can run a damn good route. They also added Jacoby Myers, yes, Keelan Cole, uh-huh. and DeAndre Carter. Yep. Adding in Austin Hooper and Michael Mayer, plus OJ Howard. Yeah. So OJ Howard will probably be tight end too until Michael Mayer is a little bit more ready with it. Granted, they're both coming into a new playbook, so who knows who will be tight end too, but... There's a lot to like if you're if 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 you're a Raiders fan. Yeah, you got to get from, that offensive line figured out. Yeah, but from the pass catching perspective, you know there's a, there's a lot to like, for sure. Absolutely. Who you got at nine? I have the Bears coming in at number nine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit higher. I had them at eighteen. Yeah. That I, again, you know, that was the most surprising one on the list so far. Um, up until you said the Seahawks and the Cowboys and the uh, and the Broncos for me personally. Uh DJ Moore, I, you know, I don't really have to talk about him. You talked him up really well. Uh same thing with Darnell Mooney. I'm a big fan of his. Chase Claypool has the skills to be and has the attributes to be one of the better ty- better wide receivers in the NFL, for sure. Um why he isn't, I don't know. Um he's just been way too inconsistent. And then looking at the tight ends, Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon. You know, those are two guys who 
are capable of both being top 10 tight ends in the NFL. Can they put it together? I don't know. Having Justin Fields, I think will hold that hold them back a little bit more. It's a right it's a step in the right direction, I think, for the Bears, but ultimately I don't know how much better they can get. That's fair. Number nine, I get the Chiefs. Okay. Um that's eleven spots difference for us. Yeah. Dude, they still have Travis Kelsey. Right. Like they traded away Tyree Kill, and we're like, dude, there's no way. Like, you can't trade away Tyree Kill. He still won. Yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey still got his. Travis Kelsey still ate. Like, let's see. Brandon put something in the chat. Was it Was it on Instagram here? It might have been on. Might have been on Snapchat. Let me see. Let me see if I can still pull it up, or if it's gone from the. Uh, from the Snapchat chat. Yeah, it's gone. Shit. Um, but it asked, like, which squad would you rather have, A or B? And it was, like, Patrick Mahomes with, like, lesser receivers or Baker Mayfield with, like, better receivers. And I was like, A, Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl with less. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to debate that. As long as those those two are still there throwing the football to one another, who knows? Travis Kelsey might throw the ball to Patrick Mahomes this year. That offense, who fucking knows? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. They're still going to be top 10 with Travis Kelsey there. Okay. Eighth. I got the Niners. Okay. Interesting. Um, d- dude, they have two pass-catching weapons. Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Yes, I know who I left off the list. He's a gadget guy. Debo Samuel, let, let's let's talk, let, let's be honest about it. Debo Samuel is not that great of a receiver. What does he do well? Does he run the best routes? No, that's Brandon Ayuk. Is he the best jump ball getter? No, that's George Kittle. Is he the fastest? No, that's Brandon Ayuk or Ray Ray McLeod. Probably even Jawan Jennings. They got Cameron Latu over there as well. Backup tight end. Look, I like the 49ers playmakers. I would argue that Christian McCaffrey is a better wide receiver than Debo Samuel. <sighs> um, That's an interesting conversation. I, I mean, I'm just going to say it. Like, Debo Samuel is not that great of a wide receiver. He's fantastic for fantasy because he gets you the rushing numbers as well. Yeah. They're going to use him in the screens, and, and you know, he's going to get the, the run after catch, but... Debo's not that great. So I got him at eight. I mean, I, I will say, I, I do think Debo is one of the more overrated players in the NFL. I think he's a little overrated, man. Um, For me, coming in at number eight, this is, you know, this is a little bit, this was tough for me to do. Um, and, you know, I'm going to change it. Oh, shit. Calling an audible. Yeah. Number eight, I'm going with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Okay. Where did hey, you Where did you have them initially? Uh, seven. Bumped them. Bumped them up one to eight. Yeah. Okay. Talk me through it. Um. Hold on. I gotta type this in properly. Okay. Um. 
yeah, I mean, when when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, having Mike Evans and having Chris Godwin, you know, those that's a great one-two punch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kate Otten, he gave you some good production last year. Sure. Russell Gage, he's a little bit more of an unknown. You don't really know what you're going to get out of him. Um, outside of that, there's nobody else. And Trey Palmer's not too bad, but there's not really a whole lot else that scares you. Sure. Um, you know, Mike Evans, of course, he's going to go for 1,000 yards this year. Chris Goblin, he has a little bit of the injury, injury histories or injury issues. Mm-hmm. So that could hold him back for sure. But ultimately, I think they're going to have a they're both going to play pretty well, whether it's Kyle Trask, whether it's Baker Mayfield, that will remain to be seen. But I think both of them will still get theirs just because there's such a mismatch you Okay, know, when it comes to catching the ball. The team that I did have at number eight that I just bumped to number seven um, due to uh, rethinking it, the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Um, I find it very hard-pressed that – Mike Evans and Chris Coburn are both going to outperform Justin Jefferson this year. <laughs> Justin Jefferson was on pace to set the NFL record for most receiving yards in a single season. Yeah, I like the combination of Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne more than I like the combination of Mike Evans and Chris Coburn. Justin Jefferson is that fucking good. I'll say this. I like the combination of Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, and Jordan Addison more than I like the combination of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Russell Gage. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's really it's really tough for me to say that I like Jordan Addison more than I like Russell Gage because I know what Russell Gage is going to give me in an NFL game. I don't know what Jordan Addison's going to do. Like like we said that about the rookie quarterbacks. I said that about Bijan Robinson. I've said that about all the other rookies so far. Yeah, it's really really tough for me to put them high up on the list. Mm-hmm. It's tough for me to put mm-hmm. expectations on them. Um, outside of, you know, those three guys, who knows where the rest of the production is going to come from. Mm-hmm. There's reports that KJ Osborne, KJ Osborne has a stronghold on the receiver too. He's having, re- he's having really, really good off season so far. Fair. Um, and then throw in the fact that you also have TJ Hawkinson and Josh Oliver. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, that's a solid one too, as far as, um, you know, tight ends go. Josh Oliver's more of a blocker. Um, but TJ Hawkinson, he's a great receiving tight end. So sure. um adding those all in, that's why I have that's why I have them where I have them. Fair enough. Number seven, I got the Dolphins. Okay. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, two fastest receivers in the league. They're gonna get theirs. They're gonna eat. Um what's his name? Mike McDaniel. He's gonna he's gonna have uh another year getting this offense together. He's going to figure out how to beat that cover two defense a little bit more. What the Dolphins can do with their explosiveness, they're they're a top ten offense. I got them at seven. Okay. Number six, though. This one might come as a bit of a shock. I got the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is a shocker. Okay. Let's hear why. I I like their pieces. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think they still have Christian Kirk listed as wide receiver one. Um, Calvin Ridley, number two. Zay Jones, three. Jamal Agnew, four. Evan Ingram is tight end number one. And then Brenton Strange is tight end number two. Yeah, that's an interesting one. But I really like wide receivers one through three and tight end number one. Yeah. Jamal Agnew, I could live without him. I'll be fine. Brenton Strange, whatever. I don't know enough about him. Don't know enough about him. 
<coughs> those three wide receivers in tight end number one are going to be very, very productive in that Doug Peterson offense. Yeah. With Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Yeah. Um, I got him at six. I, I, there's not really a ton to say. They're going to be very productive. We're at the point now where all of these offenses are are fucking loaded. Now, at at, at, at this point now, we're splitting hairs. But we do, uh, we do have one that I... That you've said that I haven't said. But yeah. who you got at six? Uh, number six. Uh, for the same reason that I put the Vikings ahead of the Buccaneers, I put the Eagles ahead of the Vikings. Okay. Um, you know, I, I you know I said that I like Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne more than I like Mike Evans and um, Chris Godwin. I I like um, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith more than I like Justin Jefferson and um, KJ Osborne. Okay. Um, those are two guys that legitimately could be 1,000 yard receivers. They still have Omelas Achaeus. They added him from Atlanta this year. They have Quez Watkins listed as receiver number four. Uh, have Dallas Goddard and Jack Stoll um, at the tight end positions. Um, what really separates, because those the two of those teams were really, really tough for me, but what really puts them ahead of me, uh, ahead for me, is I like, the uh, consistency of Jalen Hurts more than I like the consistency of what, um, Kirko. Yeah, of what you're, of what you're gonna get out of Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> okay. Um, moving on to number five. This is this one's probably gonna be a, a big. Um, this one is probably one that I would like to reseed. Looking at now, but I'm 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 gonna stick with what I have put down. Uh, I have Seattle Seahawks. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, ha- I have Seattle sitting at number five. Um, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You know, we already talked. We already talked about pieces. Um, here and there. Um, this is the team that I had. I had this team the highest out of all the teams that took a wide receiver in the first round, because I think the production again very hard to gauge. It's tough to put expectations on these rookie receivers. I think you do get the most production out of Jackson Smith and Jake with us here, just because of what he's going to be able to do for you. I think he'll end up being the receiver number two by the time the season's over. And I just think he'll get more opportunities than maybe some of the other guys will. Wow. Just the way that, just the way that I, that I see it. Um, I'm a little bit higher on Noah fan than you are. I, you know, he was a first round pick out of Iowa for a reason. He hasn't really gotten the opportunity. Maybe this is the year that he does take that up a notch. Who knows? Um, but again, you know, a little bit, a little bit controversial. But I do like the Seattle Seahawks coming in at number five. But you said you wanted to reseed them. Where would you reseed them? Uh, I would probably put them down at number eight. I'd probably move the Eagles to number five, the Vikings to number six. Um, I'd probably have a conversation. I'd probably look at putting them with the Seahawks or the or them with the Buccaneers. Okay. So I would I would just bump the Eagles and the Vikings up up two or up one respectively. And then the Seahawks and the Buccaneers, I would have to figure out what I'm going to do with them. I'd probably put them ahead of the Buccaneers still. Um, Just, you, you know, I, you know what you're going to get out of them with the quarterback play. Okay. You know, say what you want about Geno Smith, lightning in a bottle when you're wonder, who knows? Very well could be. I like Geno Smith more than I like Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Okay. Number five, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Um, once again, I'm trying to be realistic about this, mm-hmm. but 
Rashad Bateman started the season off last year as wide receiver number one. He'll be wide receiver number two this this year behind OBJ. I think it's the other way around. That that that's my opinion though. Either way, yeah, that's just my opinion. Rashad Bateman had a very good start to the season last season. Yeah, then he got hurt. He was dealing with some injuries, um, and that was in a run dominant offense. Mm-hmm. Rashad Bateman was very productive early on in the season. We're bringing in a new offensive coordinator, a completely new offense. Um, everybody seems to be on board and excited about it. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. He was very productive for the Rams in the Super Bowl before he retours ACL. That was not. It was compromised in that in that Super Bowl, but he was like he was having a uh, Terrell Owens game where he was going to play that game with a broken leg. Regardless, you weren't going to keep him out of the Super Bowl, right? Um, I do think Zay Flowers has the potential to have a productive <clears throat> and um contributing year. That's the word I was looking for. He's going to contribute to this offense. Yeah. Duvernay, very explosive, will also contribute. We have the second best tight end in football. Um, and we have a very explosive second tight end that just give him the opportunities. Like when Mark Andrews was out last season and he was tight end number one, he played okay. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't bad. Um and once again, a run-dominant offense. This yeah. is going to be a little more pass-happy. Nothing nothing crazy. It's not like we're not going to run the football anymore. But I like the Ravens at five. I think they're going to be very explosive. I think they're going to shock the world. Okay. No, I mean, like, 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 as a Ravens fan, I think the offense as a whole is going to do is going to do really, really, really well. Um, you know, the whole thing with Zay Flowers, you know, I, I, have, I, I have pretty good expectations for him this year. You know, if you look at the rest of the receiving cores around the NFL who took receivers in the first round, the Ravens is the most crowded. Mm-hmm. So, what is that? What is that production going to look like? I don't know. You know, it's you know, it's really que- it's it's a really good question of how Zay is going to force his way into that offense. Of course, they're going to scheme him into it. Oh yeah, that's not a question. He is way too good not to be schemed into it. But you know, with so many other worthy receiving targets, specifically Odell Beckham Jr., specifically Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews, and Isaiah Likely, honestly, as well. You know, yes, his route running is in, is is insane from what I've seen so far and from what I've, and from what people are saying out of the Ravens camp. But again, you know, with all the with all the crowdedness that is in that receiving core, it's you know, I like you, expectations are huge for him. But you know, with with everything in front of him, you know, it's it, it's my expectations for him are maximum six hundred yards, maximum. I I think anywhere from three to five hundred yards is very realistic for Zay Flowers this season, and a, and a couple of touchdowns. Like I said, it will be contributing. He will contribute to this offensive success. Yeah. I'm not. He's not going to end up like we're not going to have talks about him being offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, but. By the end of the season, playoffs come around. We're gonna look at the numbers and be like, "Oh, all right, Zay had a pretty good first season." Yeah, I could see like seven hundred and fifty total yards of offense because I, 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 I he'll think, get some end rounds. Yeah, he'll definitely get some end rounds. He's way too fast. He might even throw a football. Who knows? He could. Yeah, better than James Prochet last year. We saw that happen live. Unfortunately, I was ready to throw stuff at Greg Roman. I think a lot of people were. I wanted to start booing him, but you wouldn't let me. 
I think that's why we said fuck it and left. Yes. And we'll listen to the rest of it in the car. Yep. Which we won. Yeah. Is what it is. Number four, though. I got the Chargers. Okay. Um, They had three very good receivers over there. And Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Quentin Johnston. Uh, with Josh Palmer being wide receiver number four. That That's not a big deal. I, I kind of like that. Um, their tight ends leave a little bit to be desired, but the production that they, I think that they can get from those wide receivers um, entices me a little bit more than what the Ravens have. Hmm. Um, I think less is going to be asked of Quentin Johnston than what's going to be asked of Zay Flowers because there's so many, there, there's already so many proven wide receivers right there in front of him. So I got the Chargers at four. Okay. Uh, coming in at number four, I literally just made this edit on my computer. It's all that. Uh, I got I got the 49ers coming at number four. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Brandon Ayuk's a very, very good route runner. I think Jawan Jennings has is a really, really good vertical threat. Uh, George Kittle, he's a great receive. He's a great receiving tight end as well. Uh, better for blocking. He's a better blocker, but he's a good he is a good pass catcher as well. Debo Samuel, I see the point that you're making. Um. You know, but he is listed a wide receiver since he is such a dangerous playmaker on the field. I still put him higher than you know some of the other teams. I I I, I still put them higher than some other teams that than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, is he the, is he the best receiver on the team? No, he's the best playmaker, and he plays wide receiver. So he is one of the better receivers in the NFL. Is he the best in anything? Absolutely not. But he is a receiver who does have a lot of talent. So I do I do put him higher on my list. That's why I have the 49ers coming at number four. Okay. Um, the reason why I switched them with this other team that I did is because of the question marks at quarterback. Is it Sam Darnold? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Is Brock Purdy even going to play this year? If you had a little bit more parity as far – or a little bit more – parity was the right word – um, as far as what the quarterback was going to do this year, then I think you could put them. You could change where you're going to put them on the list. Um, but say what you want about him, I have the Denver Broncos number three. Okay. Um, the receiving core is loaded: Corlin Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, Marquez Calloway, Marvin Mims, KJ Hamler. You look at the. Um, they also have my boy, little Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> Uh, you look at the tight ends. We already we already alluded to it. Um, Greg Dulcich, um, Albert O. Yeah, Albert O. Also have Adam Troutman, who I think is going to play a role in the offense, considering the fact that he's Sean Payton's son-in-law. Um, <laughs> but you know, say what you want about Russell Wilson. I like what he's going to do more than what the quarterbacks of the 49ers can do. I think you're going to get more consistency out of him than any of the other guys just because you don't know who the fuck's going to play. Mm-hmm. And overall, you know, you have three guys who you could argue are a number one or a number two receiver on their offense. So, and, and you, you know, again, who knows what Marvin, Marvin Mims is going to do, but he's, you know, he's got a lot of upside also. Sure. Number three, I got the Bengals. Okay. Jamar Chase and D. Higgins. Both are number one receivers. The Bengals are just lucky enough to have two of them on the same team. Yeah. Tyler Boyd is just lucky to be there. Yeah. Um, we already made our case with him. It, yeah. He, he's just lucky to be there. 
Charlie Jones is wide receiver number four. I'll be honest. I don't even know who the hell that is. Yeah. No idea. Tight end number one is Irv Smith. Tight end number two is Drew Sample. Not a whole lot going on there at tight end. But wide receiver one and two could be wide receiver one on damn near any other football team. Yeah. Like, studs. For that reason, the Bengals are number three. Okay. They have two very, very, very productive wide receivers one and two. But at number two, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Um, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith were very productive last season. I don't see why they can't do it again. Like, A.J. Brown is a problem. Like, they don't make wide receivers that are as big, strong, and as fast as he is. They, uh, they, uh, they have. One of them is in Seattle. True. But A.J. Brown is more consistent. That's very true. So, A.J. Brown, like, dude, he might have been the biggest steal of fantasy for me last year. Him or Ramondre Stevenson, I don't know who. I got A.J. Brown in, like, the fifth round. They have made receivers like like that, I want to say, maybe five times in NFL history. You've seen a receiver like that? Yeah. A.J. Brown. D.K. Metcalf. Okay. Consistent, consistent or not. Uh, Calvin Johnson. Yep. Randy Moss. Yeah. Randy Moss is the greatest receiver of all time, if you're asking me. I've always argued that. I always will. I won't, I won't disagree with it. Um. So, whenever you get mentioned with names like that, that's a huge honor. Yeah, anytime you're in the same conversation as Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss, you've done well. Right. Um, so, A.J. Brown is an absolute problem. Devontae Smith... He could take the top off the defense. He's pretty technical with his routes. What he does after the catch is phenomenal as well. Yeah. Um, and then add in Dallas Goddard in there. Quez Watkins, I like him as well. Um, Olamide Zacchaeus. Yeah. He might end up being wide receiver number four, but um, behind Quez Watkins. But I, I like what the Eagles are, are cooking over there, man. I got them at uh, number two for me. With that said, you also have the Vikings at number one, I'm guessing. I also have the Vikings at number one. Simply because of Justin Jefferson. He's the best wide receiver of football. Yeah. To say something about it. You can't. Right. He's everybody knows he's going to get the football. Everybody yeah. knows he is the first option on damn near every single offensive play. Yeah. And yeah Doesn't fucking yeah, matter. Yeah, and you still can't stop it. That asshole caught like four touchdowns against Oklahoma in the college football playoffs. Along with everybody else in that fucking offense, it felt like. Yeah, I felt less bad. I was pissed that we got blown out by LSU. I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, we didn't stand a fucking chance. Everybody got blown out by a team. I was like, oh, okay, I feel a little less bad now. Yeah. Yeah. Who you got a 2-1 then? Uh, so, no, sending at number two, I had the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Uh, so, just one ranking short of yours. Sure. Um, I, you know, I, I don't have to go into too much emphasis-wise. You know, I have Cincinnati sitting at number two. Um, you know, all, all very, very similar reasons to you. Mm-hmm. Um. Sitting at number one, you know, this is probably the most the most surprising one, but this is I honestly have a lot of expectations coming from this receiving core this year, and I like what they're doing a lot. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I have the Jaguars coming in at number one. I mean, we saw what Christian Kirk did when he finally got wide receiver one reps. Sure. He I mean he he's a popped off. It popped off. Had a great season. Zay Flowers is a de- is a great complimentary. Zay piece. Jones. Thank you. I, it's Zay and Zay, so I get you. I, I yeah. I'm with you. Um, but Zay Jones has a really really great knack of getting open. Mm-hmm. 
Chris route runner, not necessarily, but he just he just know he just has a really really great way of sitting down in those in those zones, mm-hmm. uh, finding the soft spot in the defense to get to get open. Yeah. Evan Ingram, I was way down on him for the past two years. You would have beat him with a sock with a frozen stick of butter in it if you had the chance. If I had the chance, I would have because like he had all the talent, but he could not fucking put it together. I don't know what Doug Peterson did, but last year he played really, really good. Salvaged my season of fantasy. Salvaged my season of fantasy. The one player I have not talked about. I am probably the biggest supporter of this guy. I think Calvin Ridley is going to ascend into wide receiver number one territory this year. Okay. He is better than Christian Kirk. He... He he had to take the he had to take time off for, from football because of mental health issues. I hope he's okay now. Mental health issues are a bitch. So I know how I know how tough it probably was for him. Sure. Being away from Atlanta, being in a new scenario and a pass happy offense, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have the best season of his career so far. And say what you want about it. Agree, disagree. This is my opinion. <laughs> this is the best quarterback he's played with, too. I was getting ready to say that. Matt Ryan's a surefire Hall of Famer. What he did in his career, he's going to find his way into the Hall of Fame. Won an MVP? He won an MVP. Almost won a Super Bowl. Should have won a Super Bowl. Fucked ma- it. Ma- make the jokes about it all you want. That team should have won the Super Bowl. I agree. Trevor Lawrence, I, I mean, I, I talked about it so many times last year. Trevor Lawrence was so close to making that leap. He did. Mm-hmm. He made the fucking leap. I think Trevor Lawrence is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I have him listed as number seven on my list. Wow. So I think having that group there, I think Calvin Ridley is the best receiver, that he, is the best receiver on that team. And I think he's going to prove it this year, and that's why I have Jacksonville coming in at number one. Okay. There you go. There you have it. There's the list of wide receivers and tight ends based on teams. Um, I know that took a damn while. Yeah. Um, so we'll finish up with uh, two things here in the NBA because um, I, I do have to run on out of here. i got to go get a prescription before the pharmacy closes. We'll do one. We'll talk about the finals. We'll just talk about the finals then. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. First championship in franchise history. Yep. Uh, closed out game five last night in Denver. Um, it was a close game. Jimmy Butler decided he only wanted to play the fourth quarter. Um, Denver won a chip, though. Good on them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Jokic and Jamal Murray, you know, that was just that was just a duo that they were going to struggle to stop. Um, and they clearly did. The team was just too big. Yep. Like they they were too big for for everybody. Too big, too skilled. Um, I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, my Miami had players who played really, really well at at key times. Sure. Um, I also think Eric Spolster leaned on Max Strauss and Gabe Vincent way too much. Yeah. You know, if 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 you limit their time and give some other guys more of an opportunity. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is, but if like if you gave Duncan Robinson more minutes to come in and just shoot the ball, if you let Haywood Highsmith come in and shoot the ball uh, and just play and just play defense a little bit more, rather than just chucking up 
shot after shot and missing shot after shot as well. Um, that's where they lost the series. Well, I think the big thing was is like we both said in six Nuggets in six. Yeah, we. Uh, I thought Spolstra was good for one win. I thought Jimmy Butler was good for one one win. Spolstra held up his end. Spolstra got them a win in Denver game two. Jimmy Butler was kind of absent. I think even when he had a good game, they still lost. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Bam Adebayo definitely was the best player for the Heat. Yeah, he he definitely did, did play the best for the Heat over the series. I mean, Game Five, Jimmy Butler had twenty one. Game Four, he had twenty five. In Game Three, Game Three, I think he should have been. Game Three, he had twenty eight. Uh, game Two, Game Two was Gabe Vincent's game. Game two, he had 21. So, I mean, he had 20 every single game. But, I mean, I mean, one thing that I alluded to was, you know, you can't let guys like Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon beat you. And they let them beat. They, they, and they let them dictate the way the series went. Yeah. Which, is, which is ultimately what the downfall was. Aaron Gordon was out in the streets celebrating with the fans of Denver. Right. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aaron Gordon's the reason why they won game four. 100%. 100 Aaron Gordon's the reason they won this championship yeah like he was a very very valuable pivotal piece he played damn good defense against Kevin Durant he played damn good defense against LeBron James and he showed up in this game and played some damn good defense against Jimmy Butler he he almost had a triple double in game four yeah I mean 27 7 and 6 they didn't rely on him offensively but maybe a handful of games this postseason but I think they only lost like three or four games this postseason. Right. And and the, and the thing is, like, when you needed Aaron Gordon to step up, he did. He did. Yeah. It's not like one of those things where it's like, okay, is like, we need Aaron Gordon. Like, mm-hmm. Are we going to be okay? No. When, like, when you called Aaron Gordon's number, he was there. Mm-hmm. He, he, I mean, he, I think outside, obviously outside of Jokic and Murray, I think he definitely would have been my number three pick for MVP. Yeah, he was the third most important player for that Nuggets roster. Which you said Jokic wins MVP, I said Jamal Murray, although you said you wanted to go Jamal Murray, but you didn't want to agree with me, so you went Jokic. Jokic ended up winning. Um, He had a ridiculous, ridiculous series, dude. 28-16-4 in Game 5. He, let's see, what did he do in Game 4? Game 4, 23-12-4. Ugh. Um... He had a triple double in game three, a thirty point triple double. Thirty two, twenty one, and ten. He averaged thirty points, fourteen boards, seven assists, and one point four steals. He is the first player in NBA history to lead in points, rebounds, and assists through the entire playoffs. LeBron didn't do that. Mm. Magic Johnson hasn't done that. Nikola Jokic did. He shot 58% from the field, 42% from the three-point line, and 83% from the free-throw line. He was also minus 20,000 to lead the finals in assists. So congratulations to you if you hedged that bet. <laughs> because he didn't. Jamal Murray did. Yeah, Jamal, Jamal Murray almost had another 20 more assists than he did. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Um, They're already listed as the 
odds on favorite to repeat. Dude, there's people talking about are they the next dynasty? Everybody's under contract. Yeah, they're bringing everybody back. Everybody's coming back. You could argue their four best players are all in their prime. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. definitely is not in his prime. If he pans it, like if if he continues to develop the way that a lot of people think he will, maybe not me. But legitimately, I think Michael Porter Jr. has the skill set to be the second coming of Kevin Durant. Oh wow, the length and the skill to be the, the, another Kevin Durant. I don't think he will fulfill his potential. Okay, but ultimately, like if Michael Porter Jr. is a fourth option, that's a very very good fucking team. Yeah, you got a pretty good team. You have a really good team. So. Good on Denver. Uh, Miami came up just short of really making history. So, shout out to them for making it as far as they did. Yeah. Um. But I think a lot of people even said that. I mean, even you and I said, you know, it was it was going to be really really tough for them to get past, um, get past this Denver team. And you know, I I don't think I don't think Jimmy Butler necessarily didn't get them a win. He the unfortunate part was he just got outperformed. Denver I, was the best team in basketball this year. Oh yeah, yeah. There wasn't there wasn't a shadow of a doubt about it. You know they you know they showed up, they did their thing, and they went home. Yeah, that was it. I've never seen somebody so unhappy to win a championship. Yeah, Jokic is like <laughs> the most unhappy person I've ever seen after winning a championship. So that was that was definitely strange. I will say, my man went and said good game and consoled every player of the Heat before he before, celebrated. Yeah, before he even celebrated. So yeah, I I mean. I do have a lot of respect for Nikola Jokic. Um, Still something about it that pisses me off, but I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, it's like the old man type of style of play that he has, but it's like so fucking like efficient yeah. that it's like maddening. Pisses me off. Yeah. Drives you absolutely fucking insane. Nope. Not yet. Yeah. Um... But yeah, man, let's go ahead. Let's get on out of here. Um, we'll get back to it on Friday. Thank you guys for staying patient. Um, like I said, I got to get on out of here. I got to, uh, I got to get some prescriptions. The pharmacy closes shortly, so there you go. I got to skedaddle, but take care of them, uh, some some adult stuff. But hey, this was a great episode. Um, are we planning on doing a uh, position list on Friday? Um, maybe. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, um, we might end up doing a position list on Friday. I'd right have now. it. I'd, I'd have it together. Will it be discussed? That's a good question. It's a good question. Um, thank you guys for staying patient with us. Good to be back in the lab. For um, sure. Hope everybody's doing all right. Um, stay safe. Make good choices. And like I said, we'll see you guys on Friday. Yep. See you Friday, guys. Thanks for listening.